This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide you, our listeners, the real facts, the real stats, and some good opinions about our local market, not about the national market. Now, we may bring in the national market for comparison uh, or for conversation's sake, but we want you to remember what's happening here. It might be freezing in Michigan, and who would want to go out and look at, at homes in the freezing weather? But over here, we've got, well, I can't say sunny right now, but it, it is lookable weather. There's open houses going on t- uh, this weekend, and there's sales going on too. Anyway, to help me come up with all this information, I've got a couple of guys here in the, in the studio right now. Um, Joel Arambula of Iron Key Real Estate. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for having me again. Sure. Um, and then Gabe Guzman of Iron Key Real Estate also. Yes, sir. Good, good morning, Don. Good morning. Um, you two have, well, I'm going to say what you guys are doing next year uh, under our leadership team to help other realtors become uh, better educated, better informed, and to become a better value to the clients out there. That's right. So, Joel, you're the 2020 uh, chair of the YPN. Tell us what yeah. YPN is. The YPN is the Young Professionals Network over at the Fresno Association of Realtors. Uh, it's it's also a state um, organization and a national organization. And so, uh, really, what we're trying to do is is help the newer agents get from point A to point B a lot quicker than they would just say on their own. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of networking opportunities, uh, learning opportunities, um, things that they just might not be getting on their own. And that's where YPN helps fill those gaps. Mm-hmm. And then Gabe, you're the event coordinator. So what kind of events do you guys have? Well, <clears throat> Don, usually we try to have uh, a lot of educational events. That's our main focus. Uh, we also have a lot of networking events. So usually uh, for the networking events, we'll you know provide maybe lunch for, for the realtors uh, along with their ticket to get in and get some uh, some value out of local, you know, maybe it's local investors, maybe it's local top producing agents, top producing lenders. We just try to get people in front of the information and uh, get them a little incentive, like maybe some tacos uh, to, to show up and come by. Uh, and also, like, like Joel said, we provide a lot of networking events as well. Uh, so we try to have mixers and things like that to make it fun. Why is networking important for a realtor? Shouldn't you be out selling houses? Definitely, definitely. You should definitely do that. But I always say in this business, it's, it's, we're working together. You know what I mean? So we're, we're definitely um, getting to work with, with each other. Even if it's different companies, we have to know who we're working with. And it just establishes a better working relationship, I guess, for the agents, which in turn uh, serves the client a better, a better service. Yeah, because we have a unique business model that's been going on for over a century, and that's the cooperative uh, listing style. So you at Iron Key, uh, Gabe, you you take a listing, and although you and I technically are competitors, we want to cooperate. Yeah, 
mm -hmm. and find common ground for our clients so that we can put a good solid transaction together. Um, if you were just a database, it, it probably wouldn't work so well. There, um, but so th that that's a good point. By the way, I got to tell you, when I started many decades ago, there was no YPN. Right. <laughs> I was 21. The next youngest guy in the office was 55. Right. And uh, he said, hey, I'll, I'll train you. Just hang around with me. So he would take me out after work and go uh, bar hopping. <laughs> <laughs> That's good training right there. <laughs> yeah. And he called it on-the-job training. Yeah. You know, and, and I could see where this guy got a lot of his business. Now, he had a lot of transactions fall through. Yeah. But um, – Anyway, that was that was fun until my mother found out about it and put a stop to that. She was pretty upset with him for, you know, when I'm supposed to be working, he's taking me out like that. <laughs> my mom would probably do the same. It's funny how history repeats itself. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't matter how old you are. Those mothers, they just step up and they take care of business. <laughs> they, they know best. That's true. All right. Um, so what are some of the – what's the – uh, primary goal of the YPN, um, and I know you've given us the overlay there, yeah. but um, or maybe a better question is the goal for YPN 2020. Right. So, uh, you know, coming into the chair position this year, um, Gabe, you've been with us for, for a while now, too. Um, the main goal, in my opinion, for this year is to, like I said, help other realtors get from point A to point B a lot quicker than they, they would on their own. Um, there's also this thing called uh, homeownership rights. And one of the things that YPN here locally has done is established a very good uh, network. We have tons of attendees coming to support the YPN's events. And something that I really want to establish this year is getting back to those roots of helping realtors get from point A to point B. Because at the end of the day, who's going to go and help out our clients in, in here locally in Fresno? It's the agents. And the agents that are coming to our events are going to be getting firsthand knowledge from state events, national events. And those are the things that I want to bring back here locally, um, as well as, like I said, fighting for homeownership rights. So real estate being pretty much the biggest uh, trade organization nationally, we have a lot of um, help. Um, and so I think, um, you know, when we're pushing and, and fighting for those homeownership rights at the state level or even nationally, um, you know, we need to know locally what's going on, and then they need to know what's going on nationally as well. So, mm -hmm. speaking of nationally and statewide, mm -hmm. um, I think the national YPN learned a thing or two from the Fresno, our oh, local yeah. YPN. So, I want to let all our listeners know that you guys, our local Fresno Association of Realtors YPN group, mm -hmm. won the national honor or what is the national chapter. Yeah. So and the state. So yeah. So a couple of months ago, we were uh, we were recognized as being the state uh, network of the year. So mm -hmm. that's all of California's uh, organization. So if you can think about all the counties that are involved in Fresno, not in Fresno, but in, in California, and uh, you know to to be awarded that award was big. And not even a month, month and a half later, we go to a national uh, we go to a national meeting and we were awarded a, a national award and, and that was monumental as well. So I think it, uh, it kind of just goes to show you exactly what we're, we're doing here in Fresno and how we're helping out, not just locally, but nationally as well. Yeah. 
And so congratulations. And the two of you had a lot to do with that. Um, though you weren't the chair in 2019, right. you were vice chair. Yep. And um, well, you, you were the... Uh, wake up YPN coordinator. Okay. So you, and that was a very uh, successful venture. So you guys did good. Thank you. All right. So um, I know you guys are wanting to get the uh, first-time homebuyers out there, a lot of your friends, because yeah. you guys are under 30. Yep. Yep. So as in the movie uh, My Cousin Vinny, you guys are called Utes. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a while. <laughs> you, maybe you're too young for it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So the Utes of today... <laughs> Uh, are starting to get out there and buy homes. Yeah. So kind of give me an overview. What what does the youth of today really want in a home? Well, Gabe, you're a little bit younger than me. Why don't you uh, tackle this one? Yeah, so uh, I've actually been working with quite a bit of uh, first-time home buyers. One of the reasons that I really like doing it is educating them. Um, you know, they a lot of people think they can't purchase, but a lot of people, you know, surprisingly do qualify and and the things that they're looking for in a home are uh they're they're very savvy i would say they're they're looking for something that's going to appreciate in value uh they're looking for something that they can uh build i would say a starter home for them you know they're they're being very realistic with with what they can afford right now knowing that it's going to appreciate in value and they can upgrade that home later on in the future um so they're very they're they're very interested in looking at the numbers and we're here to help and you know hold their hand uh, throughout the process to to keep them educated and uh, help them make the right decision so the typical first-time home buyer is uh, let's say under 30 years old they're not looking for that dream home that they're going to live in forever they realize this is a starter home and how the it's a stepping stone. Yeah, exactly. They, they're looking for something that, you know, like I said, they're being realistic with what they can afford. And I always tell people it's not what you can afford, it's what you're comfortable with. So they're being, you know, they're, they're looking at things like that. And, and they know that maybe within the next five years, they're going to go ahead and grow their family and upgrade. And even if they're not, um, they all also have been asking me about, you know, what they can do with that home after they purchase, possibly rent it out and purchase another, things like that. So they're mm -hmm. very smart. All right. You know, that's how it was in my day. I mean, that that's how people thought of things. Yeah. Um, I think for a while there, though, maybe around 2004, 2005, when the financing was so ridiculous, it was like, hey, why not buy that 5,000-square-foot home mm -hmm. today, yeah. even though I'm only 20? Yeah. <laughs> I, they got trigger-happy, I would say, there. Yeah, yeah they, they yeah. gave them a pre-approval for a certain amount. They said, let's go, let's go get it then. <laughs> so... Um, What's your opinion, Joel? He, mm -hmm. he was mentioning about uh, appreciation. Right. So what's the balance that people are, the buyers are looking for? Um, are they buying a home f to make money on it or are they buying the home to use it? Right. I, I think any way you slice it, people are not wanting to buy real estate and lose money on their investment. I, th I think if, if you're looking to buy something it's because you're you're savvy enough and you're financially stable enough to go and make a purchase that's going to go and, and pay dividends later on down the road so whether that's two years from now and i decide to refinance and you know either one get myself into a better loan or maybe even cash out a little bit and use that money for remodeling or you know what have you 
Um, I think the, the buyer of any buyer is looking to do that. Um, one thing that I would say though is once you step into that buying position, you're no longer you know, going to be renting out uh, an apartment or, or a house. Um, I think you're starting to look at your finances a little bit closer and I think you're making a very smart decision uh, when you decide to pull the trigger on that house, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, something that Gabe mentioned um, just right now was that appreciation and going into something um, knowing that they're not going to be renting anymore. I think once you start to get into that mindset, uh, you're starting to make even better financial decisions everywhere else, not just with, hey, this is my rent versus my mortgage. Well, that goes back to a basic real estate principle mm -hmm. um, and a social principle, and that is that home. if you're a homeowner, you're more likely to be involved in voting, yes. be more involved in the community, oh, yeah. um, make better financial choices, because, man, you got roots. You oh, got yeah. something to be proud of. You got some skin in the game, for sure. Yeah. All right. So... Um, it is time for our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Have you guys heard of this internet thing? At Good Guys Tire and Auto Repair, we think it's going to be big. That's why our new website was designed from the ground up to take advantage of all the power the internet has to offer. Introducing the all-new goodguys-tire.com. Now, no matter where you are, you can browse our inventory of more than 100,000 tires, schedule service, confirm prices, and much more. Get $25 off a set of four Bridgestone, Firestone, or Cooper branded tires when you book your appointment online. Good guys tire and auto repair. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And speaking of put me in, Coach, we have an, another guy that showed up here from the YPN, Diego Hinojosa, also of Iron Key Real Estate. And um, you're in this year. They The coach put you in because you ha you are the Wake Up YPN coordinator. coordinator. Yeah, Wake Up YPN coordinator. Yep, throw me so, in the pit. Yeah, so what, what do you do? So YPN, we have um, monthly wake-ups the second Thursday of the month um, in the morning. Those are more aimed towards either one, education, or B, uh, networking. They're about an hour long. Um, so we have events all throughout town. I think some of the funnest events that we've had uh, this past year were like a home inspection, speed networking, somewhat like speed dating. I know you know about that, Don. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some speed networking. Um, and I, and I know that one of my favorite events you actually spoke at as well, talking about the new bills that passed this year in the rent control. Mm -hmm. I thought you were going to say your favorite one was the time I taught that Wake Up YPN on how to get around town without without a GPS. Oh, yeah. You know, that I got lost line. after that, Don. I don't know how. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> said I got lost after that. Oh, <laughs> well, you didn't listen well <laughs> enough in class. I mean, the idea is you just always got to know where north is. That's and you is. know where north is because of where the sun isn't. There you go. <laughs> you know what, Don? I actually used that one time when my phone died, and it took me a little while, but I got it done, and I, I got to where I needed to go. So See, thank you. There it's you a go. good thing you showed up to that Wake Up YPN. Every yeah. time I'm on Thorn, I realize east or west. Oh, wow. You guys did yeah, listen. We did pay attention, yeah. <laughs> so if you didn't know that, if you're listening, if you're in the city of Fresno, the uh, street of Thorn separates east and west. So if you're on 4109 West Harvard, you know you're... West of Thorn. If you're on 4109 East Harvard, you're east of Thorn. 
That's right. That's a good little and, nugget. And there's that's your numbering system too. But of course, Thorn is the divide up to Shaw. Mm-hmm. Once you get north of Shaw, Blackstone becomes the divide. Ah, you dozed off during the class. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot that part. Okay, let's get into the profile of a first-time home buyer. Who who are these? I mean, are they forty-year-olds? Are they twenty-year-old youths? <laughs> I would say they're they're more or less the the twenty year old youths. <laughs> you know, you you get some of those uh, some of those people that maybe would be uh, renting for a while, uh, and then they start realizing that they you know they've got some buying power. Uh, one of the things that I actually uh, encourage people if they're you know young, single, or they have a small family, maybe it's a couple, is uh, looking into one to four unit properties. Uh, reason being is that they can actually uh, use their FHA loan, which most most first-time homebuyers use, you know, to get that low interest rate, low down payment, uh, get into one of those, you know, one to four unit properties, live in one and rent out the others. It's just a great investment because right when, you know, right from the get-go, they, they own rentals. They own three doors, mm-hmm. four doors, but, you know, renting three. <laughs> That's right. And... um Boy, it's a great experience as far as learning responsibility, too. I remember before I bought my first house, there was a, a speaker at one of the, the meetings at the Association of Realtors, and he said, as soon as you buy your first property, you're going to sink roots you're in the community. You're going to be invested in it. And uh, I did. Uh, you know, that next year, I was 24 bought my first one and things changed for me you know it's like all of a sudden I was I remember after I I I lived in it for six months then I moved bought another one and rented that one out I used to drive by and would drive me nuts that they weren't mowing the lawn yeah right (laughs) and I realized how much I cared yep so that made me start mowing my own lawn there you go (laughs) years later years later yeah all right. So that was an interesting term you put out there, buying power. So let's say there's a, one of your friends out there listening right now, and they've, they're beginning to think maybe I should buy a home, but they don't think they have buying power or the ability. What's it take? I mean, Diego. Yeah, definitely yeah. the quickest thing is just to speak with the lender, kind of get on, jump on a phone call real quick. Um, I know numerous people who at one point thought they could buy a million dollar home, but weren't quite ready. Or numerous people who thought they were going to buy, you know, a very beginner home, but found out they had more purchasing power than they anticipated. And it comes down just to a simple phone call kind of with a lender and the lender will kind of gauge with you um, where you're at. Interesting. You said jump on the phone rather than a text. <laughs> you don't just text saying, hey, do I qualify? <laughs> yeah, not, not as easy through text, um, but definitely want to jump on a phone call. All right. Joel, what do you think about that? What, how would you describe buying power? Yeah, it's uh, essentially just what you can afford based off of three simple things, credit, income, and debt. Uh, Once you speak with the lender, like Diego said, hop on a call, shoot a text message, whichever way you want to do it. Um, You know, we have people that we can recommend, but um, it's, it's as simple as, you know, just talking about how financially prepared you are uh, to go and make a purchase. And, and once you're ready to go, you have that pre-approval letter, you know that you're financially stable enough to make that purchase, 
go ahead and go shopping. And what, one thing I'd like to add to mm-hmm. that as well is let's say you do jump on that phone call and you don't qualify at the moment. Mm-hmm. The best thing about a lot of the lenders that um, that we work with is that they actually will give you, they won't just you know brush you off. They'll actually give you a game plan on how to get to where you want to be. Exactly. So they're not just going to brush you off because you don't qualify. They, they actually just lay it out for you and essentially give you a roadmap. Excellent. And I remember um, when I was working with a first-time home buyer one time, he had excellent income. So as far as qualifying, it was like no no problem. His debt ratios were, were like in the low 20s. And for our listeners, what a debt ratio is, is it's your monthly payment divided by your total gross monthly income. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 this depends on different loan products, but they're basically around one third. Mm -hmm. So if one third of your income is going to bills, uh, yeah, then you're going to be fine. This guy was well qualified, but he, here was the problem that the underwriter got hung up on. How come you only have $50 in your savings account? Mm. So, and so that ended up being a no at that point because he, he didn't have enough Reserves. Reserves. So, but the roadmap that the loan officer pointed out is quit living on 100% of your income. Yeah. Right. And the guy admitted, he goes, yeah, I, I go out for pizza all the time. I go I go to uh, Tahoe and throw it on the table. Right. <laughs> so he readjusted that lifestyle a little bit and, and built up his reserves or his savings and um, now owns several properties. There you go. Um, how young is too young to buy a home? I don't know that there's a a number. I would say, I would say if you can, if you can financially make a, you know, a a smart decision when you're purchasing, I don't think that there's a number out there. I know, I know a couple of people that bought when they were, you know, late teens, 19, you know, 19, Mm -hmm. 18, and they were financially ready to make that, that purchase. But at the same time, I know a couple of, you know, more seasoned people that, are not financially ready to make that purchase. So I don't know that there's a number out there, but I think as soon as you're ready to make that, make that jump into, into ownership. Maybe it's called financial maturity. That's a good term. There you go. Do they teach that in school? I wish. (laughs) No, not at all. But I know of, (laughs) but I'll, I'll bet that's something that YPN does. That's something that we try to do. We definitely, that's one of the education points. And one of the things that you uh, had touched on is that you get, you know, roots in the community. So mm-hmm. another thing that we teach is, you know, we educate people on the bills that are, that they're going to be voting on as well. So things like that. Um, it's not just real estate. Think about what you just said. You, you're planting roots, right? You're planting roots in a community. Let's say you went to go buy a house in such and such neighborhood and there's something that's out there that's going to be affecting your, your neighborhood. Mm. You might have an opinion on it. So you want to vote a certain way. Well, think about it on a larger scale. If you're living in a certain neighborhood or a certain part of town or a certain city or county, you're paying closer attention to what could actually affect you here at home mm-hmm. locally, Definitely. right? And, and I think that's what comes with being a homeowner. You're not only, you're not renting anymore. You know, that, that was their property before when I was renting. Now it's mine. Now it's gonna actually affect me and my vote counts. But I, I'm gonna throw this out here and I wanna mm-hmm. see the response from you three. Here's the problem with owning something. 
you sunk roots. Yep. Now you can't just move when right. you whenever you want to. Mm-hmm. So, is that a good or bad thing? I would say it gives you stability. Yeah, that's definitely one thing that I think everyone strives for. No one want, wants to be you know bouncing around. I mean, and even if people do at some point, they are going to want that stable lifestyle, and they are going to want to you know plant roots. I think for those people that maybe do want to you know, be kind of nomadic and, and, and travel, uh, maybe travel a little bit before you, you pick a spot that you're going to plant those roots in. I mean, to that point as well, um, to the travelers, it's always good to have a home. And while you're traveling, um, right. having somebody rent that out, mm-hmm. make your monthly mortgage payment Airbnb for you, it. Airbnb it, um, have that's, that income generating and that's have becoming, that wealth growing. Yeah. That's, that's being a big thing in investment game. I, mm-hmm. I hear a lot of investors going to the Airbnbs. Tell us about that. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy, uh, I, I think it's a, a trend. Uh, investors are, you know, obviously buying these homes, um, fixing them up a little bit, renting them out on Airbnb. And what's cool about it, in my opinion, is you don't have, you know, months without seeing this property. You have a few days throughout the month where, you know, somebody's going to come in, live there for a couple of days. Maybe they're on work or visiting family here in town. And uh, in a couple of days, they're going to be leaving. You can go check out the, you know, the property clean it up, make sure it's still in livable condition, make sure nothing's broken, things like that. Um, I think when you're, you know, renting it out to somebody for several years, it could be a while before you see that property again. But I think if you're visiting the property several times a month, you're going to have a pretty good gauge on what your investment's doing. And the nice thing is that you can track it with the Airbnb, um, you know, program. It's letting you know, you know, your Airbnb has been rented out 87% this month. And you're you're seeing how much money is you know being generated from your investment. I think that's a really good uh, uh, investment right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, and, and that might even make a, a good show in the future. Oh, for sure. Because um, I'd have a lot of questions on that. Yeah, yeah, we go all day with it. I think everybody's got different opinions. All right, we are going to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, nine forty ESPN. back to welcome home radio where we are chasing the clouds away today in december i think earth wind and fire has a song called december also but anyway here in the studio with me today helping me figure out this uh this great real estate market mm-hmm. is diego hinojosa gabe guzman and joel arambula all of iron key real estate and all involved heavily in leadership with the Young Professionals Network of the Fresno Association of Realtors. Man, that's a long, long title. <laughs> Very long introduction. Yeah. <laughs> but we appreciate but, it. Oh, yeah. And you guys are so deep. So, you know, it's it's good to be there. Speaking of that, let's get into, let, let's get everybody's opinion on what the market's like right now. Um, so I think, Joel, you brought some stats there. Yes, sir. Why don't you throw them out there and let's see what we all think. Well, I'm looking at my little stat sheet here and it's not giving me too many numbers, but you can see the graph here. You know why it's little? It's on your iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Picture this graph, uh, ladies and gentlemen, kind of just hovering around a certain number, uh, not really diverting too much off that number. Uh, That is the pendings. Okay. 
So let's just, uh, I'm just going to throw out a number there. It looks like maybe 800 or so monthly uh, pendings per month, Mm. right? Um, And then there's another number on this graph that's the solds. So out of those pendings, what's actually closing escrow, right? And that number seems to be just below that 800 mark. So maybe in the 700, 750 area, okay? That, that in yeah. itself tells me that most escrows close. That's, yeah, that's, that's exactly what this graph is showing me is that 30 days later, in fact, 30 days later, this graph is showing me that those pendings are selling. Mm-hmm. So, what, I mean, what do you guys think are most, I mean, in your, in your guys' everyday, day-to-day, what are you guys seeing when you guys see a pending on the MLS? I would say like, for the, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, just like you said, um, you know, when you see that pending, you can, for the most part, you can consider it sold this point, especially in the healthy market we're in right now, um, with the lower interest rates that we have, a lot of buyers are committed to buying. Right. Um, I know as the year's wrapping up, I have a few clients that are like, we got to get something in escrow today. Yeah. Um, and so, like you said, with the, with the sales number right around the pending number, the things are closing out. We're not canceling. We're not falling out of escrow. Um, the deals are getting done. So when you're, when you're a buyer, let's just say you had a buyer that was like, hey, I really like this house. You look at a says pending or you know maybe mm-hmm. they're accepting maybe a backup or something like that i mean what are you what are you, what are you doing in that situation i i actually wanted to touch on that because i i noticed that you said that you can consider it sold right uh i would say yeah in most cases you can but um consulting with your realtor to to have a conversation with the other agent to kind of you know check in on it mm-hmm. and see how it's going yeah. that can help a lot because i've actually gotten uh two backup offers accepted on pending properties uh, for my for my buyers. So what's, what's a backup offer? What does that look like? Uh, essentially, it's, you know, you making a traditional, you know, purchase agreement, uh, but also with with uh, an addendum that's a backup offer addendum, meaning um, and, and when you talk to the agent, depending on how many they have, you could potentially be in backup position number one, meaning if the other escrow falls out, you're they're basically just going to jump right in to your backup offer. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be any time wasted for the seller, which is a plus. And, and another plus for the buyer is that they know that they're locked in. Uh, so they could be looking around and you can also put an expiration date on there. Uh, that way, you know, if buyers need to get into something by a certain date. Uh, they're not just waiting around, you know, seeing if, you know, if it's still up in the air, they're not just seeing if, if, you know, the other escrow, is teetering. So essentially I put in an offer for my client, a backup offer on a property that's pending. And let's just say in two weeks, this property for whatever reason falls out of escrow, my buyer's number one Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. line to purchase that home that they want. And I heard you guys earlier speaking about YPN and the power of networking. I think this is definitely kind of where it comes into play. Um, That's a really good point. It's really easy to make that phone call when you're like, oh, I know that listing agent. Yeah, I see it's pending, but that's my buddy. Let me call him real quick and yeah. find out some more background info about it. Absolutely. Um, so that's the power of networking, definitely. Yeah, and you find out that, hey, there is a contingency on mm-hmm. there that might be hard to remove. Sure, mm-hmm. exactly, so, yep. Hey, so networking does pay off, and that's something that we as an association have. The, abil- uh, the Fresno Association of Realtors have that ability to network, whereas if we were just a database... We, we wouldn't have that. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, it's that person to person. Can't get that anywhere else. All right, excellent. You guys are fitting right in here. You know, <laughs> I, I thought having a bunch of 20-year-olds in here, you know, is 
going to be a tough one today. Right. We're just naturals. You're 20 mm-hmm. at heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and, and no stories because we are on the radio. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> all right, so uh, the market, me, we, we have very few cancellations. I, and, and the way I like to put it to my clients in, uh, in football terms is, hey, now that we got into escrow, we got this order, that order, that order. We're inside the twenty-yard line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're in the red zone. Yeah, yeah. So we're expecting to score. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just hate it when you come away with a field goal. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well that, that wouldn't apply in three real points, estate. Three it, points is better than nothing. Yeah, but yeah. I, better I, than a pick. I six. think I'm picking up what you're putting <laughs> but down. But in closing in escrow, you either score or you don't score. Right. I guess yeah. maybe that's the difference. There you go. Um. What's your, let me ask this, uh, each of you, and we'll start off with Gabe Guzman. What's your prediction for 2020? Is it going to be a lot like 2019? Better, slower, what? I guess I would say, um, just looking back, I'm seeing a very steady trend uh, from, you know, 2018, 2019. I, I did, you know, we did expect a little bit less inventory maybe, Um but interest rates are still good, so that means people are still buying homes. Uh, Any time that that you know you see those interest rates uh, that are at a very very good rate, you you notice that people are actually you know they're they're they have an incentive to purchase. So I would say I predict it to be pretty steady. Mm-hmm. All right. How about you, Diego? Yeah, I would agree. Um, looking at the current interest rates, what they're doing, our inventory. I know this. This year was a little bit lower from last year comparatively. Um, going to the next year, I think we're still going to have that healthy market. Our economy is doing well. I know next year is an election year, so personally, I'm not too sure how that will affect things. Um, but I still feel very confident in it, especially being here in Fresno, mm-hmm. one of the most affordable cities um, in all of California and the United States. And that'll be a good point to come back to. But first, let's go to Joel. Sure. And what's your take for 2020? I, I think people will still be buying. People will still be selling. California as a whole um, is, I would consider, uh, just an expensive place to live, you know, economically. Uh, but if we look at what's going on in our neighbors to the north and south of us, you know, you can't compare pricing. Um, when you're living in San Francisco or LA or even San Diego for that matter, you know, you, you take a $1 million property in any of those areas and it's four or $500,000 here, you know? So you can, you can, I think in my opinion, you can bet on those people coming from those areas because we've seen it for the past few years. You know, we've seen, we've all had clients coming in from out of the area, coming into Fresno. That's not even including uh, the buyers that we have here. Yep. Either going into, you know, buying a house from a rental or moving up or moving down. And so. We were speaking about Airbnbs. Um, right. I have a client who, from the Bay Area, buying Airbnbs here. Yep. So, like you said, still from out of. So area. they're investing. In, they're investing here locally. So invest we in your to, own city. We need, yeah, <laughs> we need to invest here locally. It's, I, I don't know a better, um, like, anything to say to somebody is just you, you need to invest. I feel like somehow. It's a, almost the gold rush, in my opinion, just knowing where the rest of the state's going. Yeah. Knowing where the rest of the nation's going. Get in before. Um, get in there before. Yeah. Yeah. And we are different than the rest of the state. Uh, You know, our home prices are half what the state average is. Yeah, it's craziness. Yeah. I see properties listed in 
a certain area and I'm like, man, that must be, you know, this price. And I look at the price tag and it's double or even triple what I, you know, what it would be here. It's nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So affordability will be a big draw here. Um, Just like the gold rush was a big draw 170 years ago. Yep. So I think that's when you were born, right, Don? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you got, I told you not to make jokes about my age just because I sold a blink and a a log cabin. Right, right. right. (laughs) (laughs) And you were there with him when uh, he was chopping that tree down? Uh, That too. That was George Washington. (laughs) You guys better pay attention to school a little. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously not history. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, I guess that was fair play since I called you guys Utes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, with that we're going to go to our next commercial break but stay tuned to welcome home radio 940 espn welcome back to welcome home radio this is don scordino along with diego hinojosa gabe guzman and joel arambula they're of iron key real estate and uh by the way we just played that intro music for another realtor ron lyles uh, who listens into the show all the time and is <laughs> one of my, um, I'll call him my better critics. <laughs> and he told me a long time ago, quit playing John Denver stuff. He goes, it, it's too slow. It, uh, well, it's perfect. Yeah, I, I think so. Take me home I to the place I, I belong. Yeah. <laughs> so, West Virginia. Yeah. Maybe some, some Eagles, Hotel California. I mean, Franco. All right. Now you're speaking my language. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's get into what the youths of today want to buy. The youths? The youths, yeah. Do they want to buy downtown? Are they coming back to the downtown area, um, the Tower District area, or do they want that two acres out there in the country? Yeah, you know, in my experience, what I've seen is that everybody – that I've talked to is attracted to those, you know, tower district type homes, older, maybe the remodeled. I think any, anybody's looking for something that's, you know, trendy, has, you know, nice lighting um, and features. But, you know, I, I think that in my opinion, um, based off the conversations that I've had with people is they like the idea of those homes. But when you get into a home that's, you know, 70, 80 years old, you start to notice a couple of things, um, you know, that might be wrong with it just by walking through. Yeah, maintenance can get expensive. Maintenance can be expensive on those on those properties. And what they're starting to notice is that, you know what, for the same price, let me just get something a little bit newer. Let me be a little bit more safe with my first purchase. And maybe like, you know, later mm-hmm. on down the road, I might be uh, looking at something in the tower after all. Yeah, because yeah. when you get into the, the older areas, a couple of things that come up, uh, and, and it's not that there's anything wrong with it, but they have single pane windows, not sure. dual pane windows. Yeah, that's expensive fix. Yeah, they have the two prong non grounded outlets, outlets yep. as opposed to the three prong grounded. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, that's part of the expectations, and I guess that's what realtors do. They they help manage expectations of their clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. And, and another point there is I've noticed a lot of people uh, leaning towards, uh, and this is a good thing for investors, leaning towards those, you know, those flips, mm-hmm. those uh, remodeled homes, those yep. updated homes, especially if it's their first time home. They don't want to get in and make a bunch of upgrades and spend a bunch of money. They just, you know, they just shelled out some money to, to be able to purchase so uh, I've seen a lot of people leaning towards those properties and it doesn't necessarily have to be in a certain area. Um, they just want something that, and I tell this to all my clients before they make an offer, 
something that feels like home. Yeah, I think yeah. they are looking for something like turnkey, kind of. Yep. The flipped homes are usually just all ready to rock, um, no maintenance needed. Um, like he said, just something that's trendy, look, looks good, and turnkey at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about, how about moving out to the country? Much yeah. appeal there? Horses and... I haven't experienced that in the Utes. Um, <laughs> usually it's the second second time buying that they, they're like, okay, I'm ready to leave this neighborhood. I want something to spread my wings. I want something for the kids that they can run around with. Um, yeah. And that makes a little bit of sense because that's usually more expensive. You're buying... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it'd be hard to find a decent place with a couple acres in, in a good location for under 300,000. Yeah. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. And, All right. And I do see a lot of people, they, they ask me about it. They're very intrigued. So I know mm-hmm. that they like it, but it's going back to what we spoke about, knowing what their affordability mm-hmm. is, being comfortable that it's their starter home. And then, you know, knowing that it's the stepping stone to get to that ranch home with a couple acres on it. Um, so I do see a lot of that. And just like we were talking about the uh, the older homes, you know, the 90, 100-year-old homes, how they have a lot of maintenance. Those ranch homes can definitely have a lot of maintenance, oh, too, definitely. when you have septics, wells, wells yep. fenced areas that are two acres long. Yeah. That's expensive. All right. So um, <clears throat> trendy. What What's trending right now? Yeah, so you're going to walk into these houses, and what you're seeing is, you know, recessed can lighting. Um, you know, Quartz pendant lighting. Yeah. You're going to see the nice countertops, upgraded cabinets. Um, the stainless nice, steel appliances. Yeah, you're going to see nice fixtures, stainless steel appliances. You're going to see nice mirrors in the restrooms. Uh, the mixed wood metal flower look. Or floors. Yeah, so you're going to see those trends um, pretty much in, I would say, at least 95% of flips. You're going to see those kind of things, and that's mm-hmm. what people are seeing on TV. And so if I'm talking to my buddy, uh, you know, and, and him and his wife are, are thinking about buying a house. They want something like Diego said, that's moving ready. They don't really have to do too much to fix it up. And when they invite their friends over, the friends are like, oh man, like I really like this property. Uh, I want something like this too. And that's how that whole, yep. I think, trendiness just kind of, you know, stays alive. Yeah, for even for homeowners who aren't looking to sell, but are maybe looking to remodel their home, who knows, it's a good investment to maybe Put some of those things in, uh, including like laminate flooring, yes. um, which is, you know, it's a little bit on the cheaper side, you know, more inexpensive, cost effective, but it looks really good and everybody loves it right now. Yeah. Really easy to clean, really easy to maintain, things like that. It definitely makes for selling the property a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. It's attractive. Mm-hmm. So how long is a starter home? What, what's the expectations when somebody moves in? Do they say, okay, this will be my starter home, but I'm only going to keep it two years or is it five years or 10 years or? I don't know if there's an exact date on it. Um, kind of just goes by case by case, I think. Mm. As we mentioned, some people want that ranch home for their kids and some people have kids at a later point, some people don't have kids. Yeah, and things change in everybody's lives. You know, right. raise uh, different jobs, things like that. Maybe some people are in school right now, they're gonna go and get their, their career started. So it may be sooner than later. But they just might find out they love that home. Yeah, right. and update <laughs> I think, it and wanna stay. I think ideally what you would wanna do is get to a position where you've had enough equity built up in the property that you can go and now buy that second home mm-hmm. with that equity and have a large enough down payment that you're no longer going to have maybe PMI, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah, your monthly is just shrunken down so much coming from maybe that FHA loan uh, that they got, you know, for the first home. Now they have that money to go and put down that 20%. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Gabe, you were saying things change. Yeah, they have kids, mm-hmm. things like that happen. 
But here's what else can change too, and buyers shouldn't forget this, the market changes too. Absolutely. And I remember back in 2004, 2005, what, you guys were still in grade school? No, <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, but people were saying, because uh, appreciation was so great, people were saying, oh, I'm only gonna keep it about a year, maybe two years, sure. then I'll, I'll turn around, sell it, and buy something else. Well, the market changed, mm. and and now they needed to stay ten years to right. make mm -hmm. it work. But some of them made the mistake of getting bad financing that was only good for two years. Yeah, yeah. back then they had all those adjustable rates Terrible where rate. okay, yeah. it was fixed for the first two years, and people were saying, "Well, I, that's all I plan to stay there." Yeah. Well, it went, goes up by four hundred bucks the next month. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, that's big. And, and now that that caused a lot of heartache. Yeah. Okay, so I like to ask each of you now, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's discussion? Let's start with Joel. Oh, sure. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, um, at the end of the day, realtors have roots here in, in the community. We care about what's going on locally at the state level and nationally, and that we're here to help you out. So um, any questions you guys have, reach out to your realtor. Um, and get those you know answers to your questions. That's that's what I would probably leave you guys with. All right. How about you, Gabe? Uh, I think going off of what Joel said, uh, mm -hmm. and and you know bringing the young professionals network into this, I would say um, know that we're we're act we're we're here to get educated for the client's best interest. Uh, I would say, like Joel said again, you know roots, but. This time talking about, you know, the clients making investments and getting roots here and getting more involved with the, their communities, uh, because at the end of the day, you know, things do affect you personally as a homeowner. Um, so getting educated on that, touching with your realtor and, you know, learning a little bit more about what's going on. All and right. let the market steady. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, we're Diego. Yeah. Kind of bouncing off that. Um, one, that they, as I mentioned, the YPN national organization been doing well, holding it down for Fresno as well, too. We're kind of in the gold rush, like I mentioned here in Fresno, uh, fortunate enough to be below the average sales price for the rest of the state, um, but not to say we're not on track to eventually hit that point. Um, so if you're listening, if you're here in the Fresno area um, and you don't own your property yet, I would say definitely start looking into that um, before those prices start skyrocketing. California is on the rise as the rest of the nation. And you know, I'm compelled, I have to say something too. This is what I learned from today's show, is that things haven't really changed that much. So I go back when I was your age and, and in the market, selling homes a lot to first time home buyers. Those are exactly the same reasons and the same wants and desires that they had back then. So here we think, oh, things have changed. Yeah, technology has changed a lot, but I don't know that you know, um, this part of the human part of it hasn't changed that much. Um, you know, way back then, did I actually say way back then? <laughs> you know, I'm cutting myself down. <laughs> but, but uh, well, all right, way back then, I mean, people got into a starter home and uh, they weren't, they were going to work their way up. And it was for the roots. They, they were sinking roots. They wanted to do it for their kids or the kids that they're going to have. Mm -hmm. So it, it was a uh, great thing. All right, I wanna thank 
uh, the three of you for coming in and sharing your experiences with us today. So that's Joel Arambula, Gabe Guzman, and Diego Hinojosa, all of Iron Key Real Estate, and um, all heavily involved in the association. Another thing I can tell you too, our, I can see the future of our association is in good hands, and I mean Thank that. You, Thank, Thank you, Don. Thank you, Don. Thanks for having us on. Thank you, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Thank you. All right, everybody. Every once in a while, Horn Photo does something that Amazon wishes it could do. We bring the fact.